This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back for another episode of the Oak Road Hatter Podcast. I am Billy Mully and I'm joined by Stephen Day and Dylan Bundia. How are you both? Brilliant. I'm not too bad. It's good to hear. I, I have to admit, today I thought was going to be the day where we heard the news about Pelly Ruddock signing or departing. I didn't know which way it was going to go, but it's another day that we just don't know what's going to happen with his situation. I will say that there was an article earlier that um, where he was uh, being interviewed on his international duty and um, he said they had some sort of things to sort out with the club before leaving for international duty and he hopes they've been sorted now. So I'm a bit like, what does that mean? It makes me a bit more positive because I, I kind of resigned myself for the last couple of weeks that he was probably gone and, and had found a, a decent championship move who could probably pay him a bit more. But you know, when I saw that interview, it was, oh, okay, you know, there's something, there's stuff going on here in the background and maybe, you know, we, we could tie him down. Yeah, yeah I guess exactly. it's a lot going on with his situation, with Craney's situation, probably Chuck Morell into there. So there is still a lot to be determined, but here's what's coming up today. We discuss the signings of Amari Bell and Carlos Mendes Gomez as we try and test our hypothesis that we sign a player within 12 hours of doing these podcasts every time. We also look to whether we should expect to see a three at the back system next year or five at the back, depends what you call it. It's also the return of the polls. We ask you three questions this week, which will give our not so expert analysis on and we will finish with a little quiz as they always seem to get Stephen smiling and happy after his, uh, his little win last time against Ryan Dilks of the Second Tier Podcast. But we'll start with Amari Bell, Stephen. We've talked a fair bit about left-backs. I know you're, you're not too keen on what Potts brings to the championship. So are you quite happy with this signing? 
I mean, it's it's a bit of a weird one because um, we're going back to Jones saying about athleticism, and there's obviously Amari Bell brings that. When I looked at it and thought, he's you know over, I mean over three seasons of Blackburn, he's played ninety games, so it's thirty games a season. I didn't think it was too much of like a world being signed, but it's just one of those ones where, as we always say, just out of nowhere, kind of you know, a position where we probably needed to just shore up a little bit and I mean I'm, I'm happy with it I, I I can't see him I mean funny enough can't see him being any better than um than Naismith but you know I, I think he's gonna bring some good competition to that position or at least on the left-hand side anyway and what can we expect to see from Amari Bell Dylan because I saw a little bit of analysis you posted what a little visual graphic you put up of um basically his attributes what we can expect there was a lot of green which to me sounds like a good thing i think i think you're talking about the graphic that at luton analytics analytics put up um oh, i didn't it might that. i might have seen you share it that's probably yeah i probably, I probably shared it um i mean <laughs> i'll be honest i haven't watched much of him so i can't really say from that kind of perspective but yeah from the from from the data kind of perspective he looks like a very going forward a good fullback he, he runs well he wins um offensive battles the only concern from the numbers and again you know the numbers have to be put in the context of what you what you see and, and i haven't done that yet so I, I don't know but um defensively his numbers aren't aren't brilliant um but yeah you know i think i think we're at the stage now where we can we can trust nathan jones and and he said that we tried to get him in last year so that's why we went in for recent orrington davis Again, Reese Norrington Davis, that kind of attacking aggressive fullback. So, um, so yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's a smart, another smart signing, I think, um, and a different option as well. Obviously, with Potts maybe being seen as a centre back now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you sort of alluded to this before, Stephen. Just before then, you said about Cal Naismith, and I sort of see him in this situation as a bit of a loser from this this deal. Can you still see Naismith having as much of an effect as he did last year, even though we've brought a player like Amari Bowen? I think so. I think there's no way that he's not going to be in in the, like, at least challenging for the squad week in, week out, because we saw how important he was last season. So he's always got something to bring to the team, whether it's in goal or up front or, you know, holding midfield. He's he's gonna he's always gonna bring something to the team. So I, I don't think he's really going to worry too much. I think he's probably got the sort of character that thinks, okay, I've got a few people that I've got to compete with in these positions. I've got to make myself better. So I think really, I think this is another thing that Jones talks about as well: healthy competition. I think that's that's what these signings have, have brought. And yeah, definitely. I, I agree with Stephen on that. Sorry, sorry, Billy. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Stephen on that. If, if we know anything about um, about NJ, it's you know he wants two people in every position, and if that means people get left out, then so be it. But in terms of for the collective environment, real competitiveness, and everyone driving each other on, it's 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 what he wants. So I, I don't think there's any real losers from this. It's just and kind but, of what he does. And before Jones left, I think I remember a lot of the players were saying. Like and, and Jones is saying as well, that no one really wants to leave. Even even the players that aren't playing, they're still happy at the club. They're still happy being around the team because that's the sort of thing that Nathan Jones brings, the sort of um, atmosphere that he creates at the club. So 
uh, yeah, as we've said, like I doubt there's any. I, I doubt he's going to feel like a loser, or anyone's going to feel like a loser in any of these situations. And the attack-minded nature of Amari Bell on the other flank, we've got James Bree and Peter Kioso, who, well, we know James Bree is attack-minded from when we spoke to Stu from well, a Northampton fan. Sorry, he also said about Peter Kioso and how attack-minded he was. So are we finally going to get to see flying fullbacks similar to what we saw in Stacey and Justin? Maybe not to that level, but are we going to see that consistent sort of threat going forward from our fullbacks, Dylan? Yeah, I think that's the kind of end goal. You know, we've had to last season when we when we first started for the first four or five months, you know, we would go away from home and be very disciplined and we'd have Matty Pearson at right back and it was all about being really, uh, really compact and, and solid. But now we want to, you know, what NJ has said, you know, the club wants to evolve, the squad wants to evolve, the playing style wants to evolve and into a style where we can now start to Im- impose ourselves on the opposition. So definitely, um, and James Bree and Peter Kioso, there's real variety there in terms of skill sets. James Bree's final ball is probably a bit better than Kioso. Kioso probably defends the back post better and will deal with more direct opposition better. So there's great variety as well within that real kind of playing style where we want to impose ourselves a bit more and be a bit more positive going forward. And Stephen, we'll move on to the signing of Mendes Gomez and what a player he looks and what a story he does have too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it's one of those ones where it's like sort of expected it to happen after a while. And then it is... I mean, it's it's brilliant for him as well. Like, I'm like, I think a lot of us since there was those rumours that we might be signing him, I think we've all had a look out for him and just seen that he's he's just got a you know he's got a brilliant story and he's got, I mean, bags of potential and he's you know I think I don't think anyone really could wish him like not not wish him well. So to get a player like that who seems to have a a good head on him. It's, I think it's a brilliant signing and he just looks like a brilliant little player as well. Yeah, it certainly does help. And Dylan, does the fact that it's recently emerged that there were a lot of championship interest in Mendes Gomez, does that make the signing that little bit more impressive considering yeah. we're probably, probably this year coming into this season, the poorest championship side still? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the fact that I think that was the big worry amongst fans this season was there's a lot of players who could move on this season now will we be able to replace them um because can we financially compete will we will we be able to get quality players in it was the same with alan campbell there would have been other championship clubs in for alan campbell as it was said but we still managed to to get these players through the door and i think um i think nj made a comment as well about mendez gomez and and there were clubs who were further north who were in for him and that's where his family were but he still decided to come to us and I think there's a real, what we lack in, in the financial pull of the club is a real kind of care and a, an empathy and a, a family atmosphere and a, a real kind of, we will develop you here. This is, and this is how we're going to do it. And I, I think that's, that's the kind of fine margins that we have to push. If financially, we don't have the same draw as other clubs, um, which is wonderful. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really wonderful to get a player like him in um, who is such an exciting player. He's very different to what we have as well, which is which is variety again, which is key. 
um, but super excited to watch him play. And does that speak volumes about that so-called Nathan Jones plan that we keep hearing? The fact that he's, he's preparing presentations for players and they are really buying into his philosophy, really. How good is that to know, as we say, when we don't have the financial power of the majority of our championship counterparts? Oh, I'd love to sit in on one of those presentations because they seem to be doing the trick. But yeah, I mean, Cameron Jerome said it. He said, I've never, I've been all over the place and I've never, put, you know, had a manager put on something like that for me, which well, says volume. So I think, you know, if he, if he wants to put it out and, and show us what he's doing, then it's obviously doing the business. Exactly that. And Stephen, going on to Mendes Gomez himself about what he can actually bring to this team. He tends to operate on right and left flanks and he does have the ability to play more central. But where do you see him best fit in this Luton team? I mean, as you said, on, on the wing, I think he's, you know, sort of a replacement for Loire Loire, like a, a long-term replacement. I think he's going to be a tricky little player that hopefully all, all defenders are going to hate playing against. Um, and, you know, I, he just, it seemed like, the way, I, the way I think about it right now is like we always just seem to have these little tricky wingers at, at you know, at random points that you think of like Loire Loire, you think of Berkovic, you think of, you know, the wingers that we had in the 80s as well. Like it just seems like they just have like a perfect fit at Luton. And I think if, I mean, I trust in Nathan Jones and, and the coaching staff and if, if Mendes Gomez puts his head to it, like, I think he could be, you know, not of that calibre, but, you know, of that sort of influence, I guess. Um, and I think he's, you know, I think he's going to bring like a real spark on the on the pitch as well, which is like, I think what we were sort of losing with Loire Loire getting older a little bit and sort of, you could probably still do it easy enough in League One, but I think in the Championship, it was sorting, sort of like getting to his level where it was like, He's good enough, but also we could get better, which I think Carlos Mendes Gomez is going to bring us. And do I, have a, do I have a right to dream that I could still play for Luton one day? Because he was playing in step seven. He was playing in step seven of the non-league pyramid just a couple of years ago. Surely anyone can dream. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least... Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 definitely, I'm definitely not. <laughs> at least Not with you waited. In terms of formation this season, Dylan, the signing of, of our sort of attack-minded um, left-back in Amari Bell, the fact that we do have Bree and Kyoso on, uh, on the right, the fact that we also now have Reese Burke, who is another brilliant addition, who's likely to get a lot of game time. Can you see that three slash five at the back formation become more prominent this season? I think it really depends, you know. I think, you know, we'll have our playing style and we have our, our game model that we, we that we live and die by and we want to impose that on, on opposition teams. But within that, we you I think we'll be very flexible as we were this season in terms of in terms of how we set up to then counter what the opposition do. Um I think I think three slash five at the back got a lot of flack last season from Luton fans, and sometimes it didn't quite work. But I think people forgot um, as well when it did really work well. So I'm thinking of the Swansea game at home, where we totally played Swansea off the park and just couldn't score. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think 
you know, we can say, you know, we're going to move to this formation or that formation. I think it's going to be very flexible because that's what we have at the moment with the squad that we're building is real variety. You know, we've, we've brought on your in on the left, who is that 1v1 runner who can take players on with pace and power. And then Mendes Gomez is a bit different. He's someone who creates. He's not really a dribbler. He's not someone who's going to take players on and, and, and do that. He's someone who's just very good at finding forward passes and dangerous passes in in and around the box so I think with that variety that we've got and again at centre-back as well with Reese Burke being really good in possession and then you're looking at Naismith and Amari Bell being slightly different we've got variety and that that allows us to to whilst building a game model and an idea of how we want to play it then allows us to be very flexible within that so that we can attack opponents in different ways. Yeah, and you did mention in there that when we did play three at the back for the first sort of few times, it did get a lot of criticism. And I just think that's, I don't think football fans like change. We've seen it with Netherlands during the Euro 2020. We've seen it when France, for some reason, flirted with that formation in the first half against Switzerland. So I think once it's a story. We saw it as well when when Jones first came into the club. Yeah, he put the he put the diamond in, and I've said this a lot of the time. Like you know, first first year or so, it was you know, we were sort of solid at the back, but we weren't creating much chances. And then once it was properly implemented, once all the players understood it, we stormed League Two in League One. So, it, I mean, but I, I remember everyone hating the diamond. I remember, and I I was like. You know what? I trust this. I trust this. It's going to work at some point, and it did. I think um, the key message yeah, on that just... is to trust Nathan Jones when he does something. We we listen, and we respond well to it in the end. And Stephen, who can you see benefiting the most from if we do see the three at the back, five at the back formation a lot more often? Do you see sort of the wing backs becoming a lot more of a threat? Do you see Adebayo, who will likely be partnered with another striker to benefit, or can you see anybody else particularly benefit from this? I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the formation in general. It's not a matter of change or anything. It's just a matter of I don't I don't like it too much. But if it works, it works. And I mean, this is kind of a, a disappointing answer for for content reasons, but I think everyone benefits from from Nathan Jones being in charge, like for all the players, because I said earlier, the atmosphere that he brings, and I can't see anyone really having a bad time from whatever style he plays. Like, obviously, if he sees it go, it's going wrong, he'll change it. And if he if it's going well, then he's a genius. So I, I don't think anyone's going to really, like, benefit more or benefit less we we'll have to wait and see, I guess. And uh, Dylan, just looking towards Nathan Jones and whether he does, we've spoken a lot about whether he will sort of point to this direction a lot more, but do you think he, he will tend to set up to eliminate the threat of the opposition or do you think he will set up with our best squad for that particular time to win a match or, or a bit of both? It's definitely a bit of both. Um, and it depends on the opposition. It depends on how the season's going. So I think at the start, when he, at the start of the, the season just gone, it was a bit more leaning towards how can we negate what the opposition are doing? 
and that was because we were building and we were trying to consolidate and make sure that we were nowhere near the relegation zone and now you know that's that question there in itself is is what managers are paid for is you know it's it's the decisions that managers have to make so it's very difficult to say because it he could do both and and both could be successful um but it depends what what he wants to do what the club wants to do um my gut tells me we're going to move a bit more towards really trying to to trying to impose ourselves and develop our own way of playing but at the same time you know this is the championship we're going to be playing against some big big teams with lots of quality so we're going to have to adapt as well um so it's about it's all about balance and and that's the that's why you know he's paid the big bucks as you say is the championship i still get those uh those hard feelings when we play against teams like Nottingham Forest and I'm thinking how are how are we now playing against Nottingham Forest because of course we're of the generation of pretty much grown up on National League football sort of navigating our way through that and then sort of promotion to this stage so we haven't we don't remember those days of being a top division club so yes playing those sort of teams you Stokes you're Nottingham Forest Leeds when they were in the division it's it's still a big occasion, I guess. And we'll go on to the polls now because we've brought them back for this week. Not because I didn't know what else to include because there's nothing happening at the moment. But the first question that I did put up was how many points do you think we will pick up from our first five games? And I'll start with what you two think because Stephen has a tendency to, you know, he'll, he'll listen to what I say the figures were and then agree with them to keep our listeners happy so uh we'll go for you first Stephen. so you don't even listen to what dylan says um wait so the yeah i didn't go through the points did i so zero to three no. four to seven eight to eleven or twelve plus i i mean i i just got onto it and i i voted um four to seven yeah. yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. What about that was you? that was on here? It's saying that it was um thirty eight percent. So yeah, I, yeah, I reckon it's going to be around about. It's just a fair, a fair estimation. So fair estimation, fair guess. Yeah. Would you go the same, Dylan, or are you a bit more optimistic? I know that it's quite difficult in 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 looking ahead to that kind of thing, but what would you think? I think. I think seven eight maybe i know that's not as clear cut in the polls but um it's difficult to say because we've got so many new faces so um how how cohesive is it going to be how long is it going to take for everyone to gel you know um i don't yeah and the championship as we always say is is absolutely crazy so who knows who knows but seven i think seven or eight yeah, I think that's that's fair enough going through the results of the poll zero to three was at six percent Four to seven was at 38%. Eight to 11 was at 41%, which slightly, ever so slightly won that poll. And 12 plus was 15% of optimistic fans, I guess, because it is a very difficult start, as we've mentioned. But this is the championship. Anything happens. And then we'll go on to the second poll, which was that there's been seven signings that we've now um, what that put pen to paper. And we expect there'll be more. So how many players do you think we will sign? And the options for this one were zero or one, then two or three, then four plus. And we'll start with you, Dylan. 
probably two or three. I think um, there's a few gaps. I think central midfield, number 10, my instincts telling me as well, it'll be after another striker. Um, I think we're covered there, but if Hilton goes, he might want one more, even though we've got Cornick, but who knows? So two or three, I think is, is, um, is about the kind of region. And is that the same with you, Stephen? Do you reckon two to three, or do you reckon we are yeah. nearing an end? I reckon, I reckon two to three. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, it'd be four. But as as Dylan said, we've got a few gaps, and I'd like to see I'd like to see some loan signings, just just players that we can get a little bit excited about and be like, oh, like they they could they could end up being like a not a Keenan Dewsbury Hall type, but you know they could they could be young, young and exciting, and be like a sort of player that we can help develop. So and hopefully, hopefully we yeah. see. Hey, we've uh, we built a good squad. I I'm I don't think I'd, I'd be too upset seeing players like Keenan Dewsbury Hall go again because it's like I our recruitment is just second to none at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and what you were saying, Dylan, you said uh, uh centre mid and maybe a number 10 and a striker and one of the comments below from Daniel said a backup goalkeeper centre mid and a striker so a backup goalkeeper is that something that you could see happening or do you think the fact that um, we've got it's Tiernan Parker isn't it still still contracted yeah so we've still got him to sort of develop so do you think we're okay in that front well, I think a championship squad, you always want three um, who are available. Um, I mean, Shea and Sluger will be one and two, no doubt about it. And so I don't know. I mean, it depends what we think of Tin and Parker. Can we, is he capable of stepping in if we need him to? Um, does he need a loan? If he's going out on loan, do we need to get a third one in? Um, uh, who knows? Um, obviously, we don't know much about Tin and Parker. But, um, There's a bit of a, a bit of a, weird thing with that. I saw that, I think Stato, like Simon Pitt, said that Sluga's contract's up this this summer, which throws a big spanner in the works. So I'm like, is he, like, <laughs> I didn't, I don't think yeah. anyone knew that until, like, was it yesterday or the day before that? I'm like, He signed, he signed for three years when he signed. Yeah. And I don't think there's been, there's no, there's been no um, confirmation of an extension, so... What? <laughs> that, that jumps up I really hope it doesn't, go. doesn't it that jumps up as number one priority as this season progresses I think yeah and we'll go on to the third and final poll which was who do you think will be used more this season at right back right wing back whatever we do decide to play on Peter Chioso or James Bree and I'll start with Stephen what do you reckon I'm saying Chioso I think he's he's just gonna come into the squad and he's just gonna somehow keep James Bree out. I'm 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 so excited by him. So I I mean I, it's more of a bias. I just want him to, but you know, Bree's got two years champions or two or three years championship experience. So he's kind of the uh, obvious one to use. But I'd love I'd love to see Kyoso play more. What about you? Yeah. I'm to I'm I'm more in the more in the hoping that just because I love Kyoso, I think he's gonna be brilliant. Um and also James Bree has, has some fitness issues um the last two seasons or last season as well. He didn't quite get going and he needed a run of games. Um so who knows? But um I love I love Kyoso. I think he's he's gonna be fantastic. 
Yeah, I would, I'd make that three of us on Kyoso's side there, but it was actually 56% going for James Bree, 44% with Kyoso. And I think with Bree, as you say, he did struggle for fitness. There was a lot of little knocks, it seemed, that set him back. But I think he had a really good run in. He was, it's similar to the 2019-2020 season where that little bit after lockdown, those nine games, he became a brilliant player and he, his delivery was near enough spot on. His sort of awareness, positional awareness was up with the highest quality. And I think that happened again this year. I think he suddenly became that player that we spent all that money on. Yeah, you made a good point there about set pieces as well. I think that's something to consider. Um, is do we do we have another set piece taker, or if we don't have someone, Bree could play because he's a set piece taker, which is you know set pieces are really important. So now on to the quiz side of things. We've I've called it the Championship Editions quiz, but we have four questions for each. Four are to do with Luton, and four are to do with the rest of the Championship. So it's just luck of the draw, really of who answers which questions. But Stephen, I'll let you go first as you won the last quiz. I'll let you decide whether you want set A or set B for questions. It's like a flashback to school now, sets. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with B, why not? Set B, okay. Your first question is, which Fulham midfielder are QPR and Blackburn Rovers battling it out for at the moment? Which QPR midfielder? It's Fulham. Fulham midfielder. Oh, which Fulham? The QPR. Oh, I don't know. Absolutely no clue. Is that a final answer? Yeah, absolutely no clue. We'll give it over to Dylan to see if he has a clue. Is it Johansson? It is Stephanie Johansson, yes. He spent the, the half the season, I think. Might have even been. Yeah, it was half the season with them last year. Um, at QPR, fans loved him and they want to make him the third loan signing that they end up do signing on the permanent. Um, and for your first question, Dylan, within the last couple of days, Peterborough United have signed two ex-hatters. Who are they? Uh, George Grant and Jack Marriott. Yes, yes. Um, and Stephen, your second one. Which championship captain of the 2020-21 season is set to join his manager in Pasteur's new? Oh, God. I, again, I don't know. No? Absolutely blank. I will we'll pass it over to Dylan. Uh, Mawa at Barnsley to West Brom. Yes, yeah. As, as soon as Valerian Ismail went over, it seems that he was there top man top priority so yeah we'll be seeing I don't know if it's been confirmed actually I know he was having a medical and he was he's think, announced um, Archer on um, yeah yeah on Instagram so yeah I think he, it's pretty much as good as done if it's not already and then Dylan for your second question Izzy Brown finally moved on from Chelsea and found a permanent championship club but who did he sign for Preston yes Yes. I definitely chose the wrong set of questions. Yeah, I was just <laughs> looking at them and thinking, yeah, yeah. You, there's definitely a golf in difficulty, let's say. <laughs> uh, 
And then we'll go on to your third, Stephen. Which championship player completed his move to Bayern Munich this summer? Oh, my God. Championship player? Yes. Oh. Again, I, I think it's, I think I've got something in my head, but, like, I don't, I can't say it until I hear it. That's the thing. So, I'm going to say, I don't know again. Club. Do you think you came from? Is it like a, a promoted club from this season? No, no, it was a team that did quite well, but fluffed their lines near the end. Oh, I'm, I'm just gonna. Is it Mike? Is, is it Elise? No, no, it's not far off. Omar Richards, the uh, the Omar uh, oh. oh, yeah, I never would have got that. Yeah, yeah, so it's one that passed me by, as in I, I knew there was an interest, but I, I didn't know it was a I don't didn't know he actually made his move. But we'll go on to Dylan's third question Which Chilean forward has been linked with a loo- uh, with a move to Leeds United? Uh... I think I know this one. Oh, trust me not to get the Premier League one. <laughs> Is it um, Nicholas Gonzalez? I don't know if he's chilling. No, no. We'll move on to Stephen because he is smiling away over there in that corner. Brenton Diaz. <laughs> Sorry? Hey, striker, didn't you? Is it Brereton? It is Brereton. Oh, it was Brereton. I thought that was a joke. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I got it just about, but on my second go. (laughs) Yeah, still shocks me that he he played and scored for Chile. That's surely never going to happen. He's not. No way. What, What, to Leeds or? Brereton to Leeds. Yeah, is that what you're confused? Or or the fact that he actually played for Chile? No, no, no. I know he played for Chile, but there's no way he's going to Leeds. (laughs) Oh, what? Oh, it's a room. He's only 21 or 22. <laughs> I never, no, he's never not. Knew. He's 21 or no, 22. No, he's not. I know. I'm pretty sure he's 21 or 22. <laughs> oh, my God. He's actually younger than us, I'm going to say, probably. <laughs> and the fourth question for you, Stephen, is a report came out this week saying that our new signing Cameron Jerome was blocked from an opportunity to return to the championship in January who was the rumoured club he was linked with? Cardiff it was yes yeah does that make it two all now with Dylan going into his last question yeah I thought it was yeah yeah. oh I pulled it back he has pulled it back and the final question I need to think of one on the spot then that means if I if we do have a tie in the end. But Kings Lynn midfielder Sonny Carey emerged as a transfer target a couple of weeks ago. But which divisional rival secured his services? Blackpool. He did. And thank you because I don't have to make a question up on the spot. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you out there? Yes, yes. And on that note, thank you very much to all our listeners for listening as you always do and if you want to check out our website it's www.oakroadhatter.com
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.